Okay. We're off. And it's a podcast with two guys, and one of them's got a much better microphone this week. Yeah, I, uh, I'm going to sound like shit because of other reasons this week. Uh, uh, so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, classic. Yeah. Um, I have got some things that I'm very excited to tell you about, but before we do that, um, let's start as we always do with what happened last week jack is this how we always start i don't think we have an oh, how we always anyway it, it it is now last week was the admiral space worms brain worms episode god was right? that only last week yeah you're right it feels so long ago so long it's living through history sucks ass, yeah dude. what even is time i don't I, fucking i don't fucking yeah. know um, no, it's fucking awful. Um, anyway, yeah, last week was the the like very good tense build up to just a complete fucking wet fart of an actual like uh, resolution. Yeah, yeah, good, yeah. good, good wind up. Very bad execution. Yeah, good sound design. Um, I don't know. It was it was like halfway. Halfway really good episode, and then and then the other half was just complete failure. So, um, so I have uh, one one Star Trek related thing to share with you, and one not Star Trek related thing to share with you. You're going to hate both of them. Um, oh, good. But which one would you like first? Let's do the not Star Trek because we're going to be talking about Star Trek for a while, okay. as is our like custom. So, um, I was with my family last week and they had gotten, uh, it's a long, longer story than we need to get into how we got to the, into this discussion, but, um, they had been gifted a tea that was made out of sage. Okay. So it's like a savory sage tea. Yeah. Which is so far. That sounds fine. It's, it's unusual, but not that, not like, like sage. Yeah. yeah, I mean a savory. Yeah. It tea seems sounds, like it might be okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, that, but it was kind. Of, it was a little weird, um, sure. and it caused us to look into a book that my dad owns uh, called Garden of Eden. Uh, that is an old like '60s or '70s, like one of those hippie, you know, back to the earth books on you know how yeah. to make tinctures out of dandelions and shit. Yeah, like I've that. met your dad. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I would like to read to you the section on making tea out of sage. All right. I'm going to hate this, aren't I? This You're going to hate it. I was going to hate. You're going to hate it so, so much. much. Yeah. Okay. Excellent. Sage okay, is I'm a well-known. Okay. Sage is a well-known seasoning for roasts, soups, etc. The tea is an excellent gargle for ulcerated throat or mouth. It can be mixed with a little lemon and honey. That is the end of what is not insane about this entry on sage tea. I will continue. I'm so scared right now. <laughs> An excellent article for excessive sexual desire and sexual debility. That's not how medicine works. Yeah, no, it does medicine both. Medicine does a thing. No, it does both. No, no, no there's gets, no medicine that does both. No, it gets it you just, right. It does one or the other. No, right back in the middle. It just pops you right in. No, that's not... Yep. That's not how th anything works. Does both. Okay. Continuing. 
So you just get to like a normal boner, like a normal amount of times a day. Yeah. Whatever that number is, is yeah, exactly what we're not, we're not going to riff about what we think a normal amount of times is, but, uh, I'll continue. One of the best remedies for stomach troubles, dyspepsia, gas in the stomach and bowels for quinzy. Okay. That, that seems fine. That's like, sure. probably not one of the best, but fine. Like yeah. fine. Fuck off. Yeah. For quinzy, which I do not know what that is, uh, take the tea externally and also gargle the throat. Will what do you exp- mean? To, hang on, hang on, hang on. It means drink it, it and it means drink it and gargle it. But that's not how you take. That's not external. Yeah, I know. Once you put it in your in your hole, it's yeah. internal. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he's not a good writer. No, or uh, good at knowing what words mean. Yeah. Will expel worms in adults and children. Don't think so. Probably not. Will stop bleeding of wounds. Very cleansing to old to old ulcers and sores. Good what? for. Does it stop the bleeding of the wounds by? Like, do you drink it and you stop bleeding, or are you supposed to splash the boiling hot tea on your wounds? Both. Sure. Both work. Use this the sucks, tea leaves. Man. Use use the tea leaves as a poultice. just roll around in the sagebrush if you get hurt (laughs) good for spermatorrhea also in liver and kidney troubles oh those are two different sentences good for spermatorrhea yep uh also in liver and kidney troubles that's a sentence also in liver and kidney troubles so those are those are three things that this author thinks are logically connected Mm -hmm. that you can't stop just dribbling come and also no no no, those are two sorry sorry those are two separate sentences one sentence is good for spermatorrhea another sentence that this writer considers to be a complete sentence is also in liver and kidney troubles oh he's going for like a he's going for like a chuck polaniac thing um no like a kind of like sentence fragment it's it's a stylistic choice no he's trying to be edgy no Uh, no um (laughs) next sentence (laughs) wounds of any kind will heal more rapidly when washed with sage tea (laughs) it is is a very it is very soothing in nervous troubles and delirious fevers a most effective hair tonic will make hair grow when roots are not destroyed and remove dandruff as a substitute for quinine it is better than this drug that, so it does everything. Uh-huh. Did So did you look at the rest of this book? Like, I didn't, and I, I, I left it at my parents' house. I need to go get it. I just had him yeah, send me a picture. Yeah, will you call your dad or something and have him check on this? Because it's like, okay, if sage does everything, like, no, this, what I'm guessing is that every herb does everything in this I'm gonna, book. I'm going to submit to you now that uh, reading entries from this book are going to become a regular part of this show. Okay. (laughs) We're not done. Oh. (laughs) For fever, the grip, or pneumonia, first take a high enema. That's blow a bunch of water up your asshole. No, I... Next, take a big dose of body... Next, take a big dose of body cleanser and laxative... Then go to bed and take three, four, or five cups of hot hot sage tea in short intervals, say half hour apart. 
This will cause free perspiration, will make the whole body active, and will throw off the cold. <laughs> Did you follow all of that? Yeah. Yeah, so you completely so blow your fucking plumbing out. Like, just blow your pipes out completely. You're and then drink five take... cups of hot sage tea. And from from what I understand, which I kind of agree with, the cold will be the least of your concerns at that point. <laughs> it is telling you to take a laxative and five cups of sage tea and then go to bed. This is instructions on how to shit your bed. Yes. I mean, there won't be anything in there to shit out at that point. Uh, It will relieve the pain in the head. It produces strong circulation. A strong tea is excellent to gargle for sore throat. Again, you've already said that. Uh, This tea drunk cold during the day will prevent night sweats. So if you want it to make you... Again, it does everything. If you want it to make you sweat, it will. If If you want it to make you not sweat, it also will do that. Now, I gotta get my hands on some sage. Like, damn. You may be wondering at this point, does this article, I'm gonna call it an article, contain any bizarrely racist stuff? I wasn't wondering that, and I'm still not, because now that you've brought it up, I'm like, yeah, of course it does. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it does. The American people would do well if they would use sage instead of tea and coffee. The Chinese make fun of the American people because they buy the expensive tea for their drink and pay a bigger price for it, while the Chinese buy sage from America for a small price and drink that for their tea, which is a most, which is a most wonderful remedy. The Chinese know that sage tea will keep them well, while the tea that we buy from the Chinese makes the American people sick. It is a cause of great nervousness and one of the causes of insanity. Sage tea is very soothing and quieting to the nerves, while the tea that we buy from China is a great cause of nervousness, headache, and delirium. That wasn't as racist as I thought, but it was incredibly anti-tea, which is not a position I knew existed before just now yeah yeah like what like who is rabidly anti-tea what the fuck no idea man (sighs) no fucking idea everybody's so weird that's been the first installment of garden of eden corner i don't like it (laughs) join us next time when i find some other insane shit in this book i assume oh god (laughs) What if the rest of us just completely normal and the guy that wrote it is just like a very weird guy about sage? Just just that one thing he's completely insane about. Yeah, like the rest of it's else. like, hey, look, if, if you feel like something's wrong with your kidneys, go to a doctor and get it checked out. Yeah. And then when he just, he and like just everything, he's like, yeah, like dandelions, greens, they're pretty bitter, but you can make a decent salad out of them if you dress them. Um, and then, yeah, he gets to sage and he's just like, just goes completely fucking nuts for one entry and then it's back to just being normal again uh all right are you ready for the other thing that you're not gonna like i mean i'm not doing anything else (laughs) um so i started watching star trek discovery um which is a i forgot that existed most people did 
Um, but it's a prequel show that takes place about 10 years before the original series. Um, okay. And it's got some fun stuff to it. It's got some problems. There's, um, you know, it's got the, the what you would expect uh, problem with a show that takes place 10 years prior to a show that was filmed in the 1960s. And right. is literally ex- 70 years ago. Yeah, it's extremely low yeah. tech in its production. And now right. they've got, you know, 10 years earlier, they've got holograms and all this, you know, technology and right. shit. Um, and you just kind of have to go, okay, whatever, you know, it is what it is. Um, but the uh, makeup designer for the show seems to have decided that they really wanted to put their stamp on it. Oh, boy. So they redesigned the Klingons. Oh, boy. So uh, I want you to go ahead and take a look at that picture that I just texted you. Yeah. That sucks. Why do they look like that? (laughs) That's not... That's not what. That's not even close. Like I know, like the Klingon design has changed from like series to series. Well, it which is really a weird choice, but like whatever. Like, the it changed from the original series to Next Generation, and right. then there were like style changes in terms of clothing and hairstyle and stuff like that. But there was no like major complete species redesign from Next Gener- Generation all the way through every other time that the Klingons so, have appeared. So here's what here's what it looks like now. Here's what the Klingons look like now. They look like the Urukai from uh, the Two Towers. They kind of yeah they they yeah they, from the Peter Jackson Lord of the Rings movies. They look that's what that's what they look like now based on the picture you sent me, which is like most not notably, even kind of close. Most notably, they're completely bald. Um, they still have the head ridges. Um, yeah, but not the same way. My favorite part about it is that they obviously got notes uh, and the audience was like, fuck you, you guys are fucking idiots. So for season two, they re-redesigned them and added back in the hair that all of the Klingons had throughout the entire Next Generation and Deep Space Nine and all the other series. So the season two Discovery Klingons look completely different from the season one Discovery Klingons. (laughs) Whoever made that decision probably makes conservatively uh, six times as much money as I do. Yeah. And is a moron. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, an absolute fucking moron asshole. And they make a couple of comments, too, about it, uh, where they're like, oh, the war's over now, so they've stopped shaving their heads and they're growing their hair again. So the within the universe of the show... What they are, the bridge that they are selling us is that the reason all of the Klingons, every single fucking one we saw in the first season, male and female, and in every position, Brett. was just completely shaving every inch of their skull. Right. And they did that because war. Yeah, and also, like, they're kind of, they're established to be, like, always at war with something. Like, that's their thing? Yeah. Like, it's not like, yes, okay, the war with the Federation is over, fine. But, like, they're... I'm sure they're doing... They're, if they run out of... If they're not fighting with the people from the outside, they're probably fighting 
amongst themselves, right? Yeah. Like, also a significant number of the the Klingons that we've encountered throughout Next Generation and Deep Space Nine, uh, and and in the movies have been doing wars. Yeah. Oh yeah, big but, time. Yeah, bunch of the time. Kind of their thing. That's what I'm, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. they're no, there's no way that they only shave their head during times of war and nope. that and that that's a, a rarity for them nope uh, it'd be like if every american shaved their head when when america was at war with a with a foreign country yeah we we've all been bald since the korean war mm-hmm. basically non-stop there was a little while in the 80s when we weren't at war wasn't there Anyway, let's like not probably talk about not officially. War. That's probably that's really beyond the purview of this podcast. But. Yeah, I think our uh, the the opening on our last bonus episode, which is a little while back now for the listeners, uh, but I just listened to it, and uh, while I have no regrets about the discussion that we had, <laughs> we don't necessarily we don't need to do it every episode. Maybe. Yeah, we don't have to talk about <laughs> holocausts at the top of every episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. behind the bastards already exists. Yeah. Um, and is much better. Um, yeah, way better. Than this. Yeah. So at least at that, mm-hmm. he's not as good at talking about Star Trek. Well, we don't know. Probably. We haven't gotten him on the show yet. That's true. I wouldn't be surprised <laughs> if he, we got. We are going to start having guests, listeners. So if there's anything that uh, you would like us to ask our guests, tweet at us. If at, you want to be a guest. If you want to be a guest, uh, and yeah. you and we you don't know, know anybody to, famous, so it's kind of just like we'll just have our friends on yeah or whatever um oh new update on uh on our listeners and i think it has to do with the fact that we just released a tiger king episode oh yeah but uh we suddenly got a whole bunch of listeners from uh from australia yeah which is which is dope so hello australia listeners uh we're not going to attempt to do an Australian accent right now because um, that's horrible. And that's what we did when we found out we had uh, people from Boston listening. And I'm pretty sure that's why nobody in Boston's listening anymore. Hmm. All right. Well, I feel like you were kind of scolding me there, but fine. <laughs> no, we definitely both did that. I know, but I started it. And we both know that I, that I was going to be the one to start the Australia thing, too. Oh, were you? Yeah. Well, I I guess it's a scolding then. Yeah, it's um, fine. I deserve it. Um, but actually, uh, back to the top of our number one city list is Mountain View, California. So once again, whoever you are in Mountain View, California, please, please get at us. us. <laughs> um, we, I set up the Facebook page. Yeah, we have a Facebook page. Oh, now. also, just in general, um, like our Facebook page, review us. Yeah, subscribe on iTunes. Review us on iTunes. Like, do, do even if please you hate engage us. somehow so that we might actually get strangers to listen to this someday. Well, and we would uh, like to know what you think. We we are whores. And honestly, and yes, I also would li- just like to know what you think. We'll uh, do it however you want us to do it. Just tell right. us how you like it. Easy, easy. <laughs> Uh, you can email us star trek sucks pod at gmail.com you can find us on facebook star trek sucks you can find us on instagram at star trek sucks and you can find me on twitter at leal like neil you can find jack on twitter at who is jack gun oh and the show is at ship facts uh, yeah and, and you can tweet at us uh, for the show at ship facts 
Uh, Jack, what should people do instead of or in addition to watching Star Trek this week? Yeah, I'm going to just go ahead and say it's in addition to. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, 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 there, so, goddamn, I'm trying to remember the name of the first book. There's, there's this author named Joe Abercrombie um, who just dropped a new book in this, like, world that he's built. Um, I think the first book is called The Blade Itself. All right. I don't know. Um, you can figure it out. Just look it up on the internet. Um, but it's it's kind of like the Game of Thrones novels, not the show, um, mm-hmm. in that it's a fantasy world, but there's very little actual magic, and it's mostly just realpolitik and war. Um, but I would say kind of even more like grim and realistic and sort of based in historical materialism than George R. R. Martin, which is a pretty fucking high bar to clear. Yeah. Um, very good. Um, I will say content warning, basically everything you could have a content warning for on those, but, um, but not in like a, not in a, like a pornographic way or like a, a way that glorifies any of it. It's just like very unflinching about like, hey, like violence is, is it sucks, um, but is also often necessary. And, and, but it has, it takes a great toll on the people that do it and also the people they do it to. And yeah, life is, is a series of struggles. But it's more entertaining than I just made it sound, um, because there's really good characters. Um, he's got a really good grasp on how to write entertaining characters um, in the midst of all the like darkness that uh, occupies those novels. So yeah, check him out. And there's a lot of them, so he won't he won't run out of shit. Although I read the last one he dropped in like a day. So, but that I'm that's a me thing. Yeah, you're sick. Yeah. <laughs> You don't have to say it that bluntly. <laughs> um, okay, so I, I just pulled up his uh, bibliography. Uh, is it the first law trilogy? Yeah, that's that's the starting point. But there's a got it. Yeah, there's that trilogy. Then there's like a, a series of like spinoffs. Yeah. from it, and then he just started another trilogy that's kind of like a next generation, um, like the children of the main characters of the first trilogy got kind it. of situation. Yeah, so there's nine books. The Blade Itself, Before They Are Hanged, The Last Argument of Kings, Best, Best Served Cold, The Heroes, Red Country, A Little Hatred, and then the upcoming Little Trouble with Pace and Beautiful Machine. Yeah, there's also one. There's also a collection of short stories from the world called Sharp Ends uh-huh. um, that you don't really need to read to like get the overall plot, but it's just kind of fun. Cool. If you're if you fall in love with the characters or the world or whatever, it's kind of just a fun collection of like, yeah, hey, here's some other shit that happened. Cool. Yeah. Also, I'm 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 recommending that you personally read those at some point because I think you'd like them. Okay. Or you read them, whatever. Yeah, I need to uh, pick up some more audiobooks. I've found myself consuming less audiobooks and fewer podcasts, and just sitting on my ass and watching TV because I'm not in the car or on airplanes or anything like that. I, I just, went the other way, which I didn't expect, but like 
I've been playing video games and listening to podcasts almost exclusively. I haven't. I've barely watched any TV since all this started. Hmm. It's it's not what I expected I would be doing, but like, for whatever reason, video game plus podcast has been my my thing lately. Well, you know what it sounds like you need. What? You need to watch some Star Trek. Oh, fuck. I forgot what we were doing. I thought we were just hanging out for a second. (laughs) (laughs) You you forgot what this show was about, didn't you? Yeah. I knew it was about something sucking, but, like, everything sucks pretty bad right now. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Oh, goddamn. You know, I got to say... I, and I texted you this. Um, I got out of my car like full belly laughing uh, at something that I was because I'm uh, an ego monster and was actually listening to our show. Yeah, while, I was going to say, do we home. really need to do you really want to do a segment on our podcast about how much you like listening to our podcast? No, I just wanted to tell you for the record because I texted it to you, but it's now it's recorded and it's on here just so that uh, so that our listeners know how much I enjoy our banter. It is fun. Uh, yeah. It'll be nice to not do it over the internet someday. Yeah, again. someday. All right. Yeah, I'm in the middle Drop in of... some, like, treacly music right here or whatever. <laughs> Just, like, some uh, uh, chimes. Yeah, some chimes. Um, yeah, I'm actually in the process of uh, basically switching who I'm uh, allowing myself to be around in quarantine because I have not seen my fiancé in... Uh, I don't know, three weeks or something. Yeah, she does something medical, right? Yeah. Um, That sucks. Um, And I've still been around my family. um, And we all got to pick one or the other on that. Yeah. So, uh, because I'm not going to, I'll take the risk for myself, but neither she nor I are comfortable with exposing my entire family. Please don't get your mother and father killed they're nice people and i like them yeah so i'm not going to dinner with my family tonight which is a bummer yeah that sucks man but we're probably gonna do a facetime whatever it's especially a bummer because my dad's making steak and you know how my, my dad does good steak he does do good steak yeah this isn't very interesting i might cut it out yeah. but i didn't because it's still there so i guess yeah. and yet you can't edit audio all right we're gonna watch the neutral zone the last episode of the first season of star oh, trek oh yeah I, so normally i we're supposed to i'm supposed to guess what it's about but it's like obviously it's about the neutral zone with the romulans like yeah yeah, yeah i thought we already talked about it didn't we we did i think yeah. uh, i'm just trying to stick to the form a little bit uh, yeah yeah but uh yeah i'm i'm excited for this one i don't really remember how much of the romulan stuff actually happens but i like the romulans Mm-hmm. Um, as like a as an adversary, so I'm excited to have. I guess I'm excited to just like have an actual adversary in the show instead of fucking. Yeah, the Ferengi are really the only adversary that's been introduced at all. Fuck, I yeah, hadn't thought about like, that. I don't like that the adversary is the triple parentheses Ferengi. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't like that that's the central struggle of the show right now. It makes me feel uneasy. Yeah, it doesn't. Oh, God. You know what? I thought of something for uh, for bonus content. Okay. And I think I think you're going to like it. I mean, you're going to hate it, but I think it's going to be good content. Sure. So, you know, there's the uh, original series episode, The Trouble with Tribbles. 
Yeah. Uh, you're also familiar with the fact that Deep Space Nine did a time travel episode where they end up on the original series uh, episode, so they've like cut it together. They've cut the Deep Space Nine episode together. Yeah, so I mean, I'm, I'm familiar with that because you told me about it. But yeah. So we're doing both of those. Okay. Back to back. Not right now, though. No, not right now. Okay. But that's coming, listeners. Okay. <laughs> The double triple episode. Oof. <laughs> All right, I've go. never seen the the triple one. I'm I'm just vaguely aware of what it is because mm. it's constantly referenced. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I guess that'll be our next. I don't know next bonus content, but it'll be bonus content. At some coming point. coming up at some point. That'll be on bonus. The content. way we, the way we do these, it might actually air before you hear this conversation. Oh fuck, that's possible. I guess we better not do that. Let me just call it a time warp. Let's do the time warp. Okay, let's watch the episode now. This is really starting to drag out. Neutral zone! (laughs) Neutral zone hotel. God damn it. (laughs) You know, some people think that when you're writing a TV show, that the A plot should be the plot that is relevant to anything else in the show, and the B plot should be some dumb bullshit that we never hear about again. Yeah, some people do think that. And I just want to applaud whoever the fuck wrote this episode. Yeah, but for being a real revolutionary. Like, so... I remembered this episode, obviously, because we've talked about it several times now. I remembered this episode as being like, Mm -hmm. oh, cool. Like, they're expanding the universe of the show in, like, a meaningful way where there's going to be some, like, politics. And there's, like, this mystery that that they're both, that both the humans and the Romulans are trying to figure out. And, like, this is, like, this is the start of, like, some, like, better continuity to the show and like a more interesting overarching plot um which is my shit i like that i like that sort of thing i didn't remember any of the fucking cryogenic shenanigans until we started watching the episode and then i was like god damn it it's now i remember this is fucking stupid that's where i'm at how you feeling Mm mm-hmm so uh i just yeah I'm going to start up top. So first of all, uh, I appreciate the fact that the show uh, did actually create some continuity from the last episode with having captain called away to an emergency. Yeah, I wonder what the emergency they was. definitely needed to talk about what happened last week. They definitely yeah. Had some yeah. Shit it seems like probably about. some stuff came up after the was... events of last week's episode. Probably. It kind of, it kind of seems like maybe some other people should have also been at that conference, but okay. Yeah. I'm, well, but also like it, I'm, I'm it also seems to, like the emergency I'm, I'm willing conference to was about like, Hey, something's up on the, in the neutral zone. And it's like, yeah, that's, it's good that we're talking about that, but do you want to talk about how several admirals were, had brain worms? No. Okay yeah 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 we should talk about the brain worms um 
so yeah, we get these three people unfrozen and they're, you know, the, the, the drunk, uh, country musician, the wall street guy and, uh, the, the, Oh, I have a, I have a good job data. I have a good job. Data okay. Data yeah. There up. were several good, good moments uh, for data in this episode. Data was pretty good in this episode, but, um, so they, they find the satellite that they had the frozen people on it um hundreds of light years from earth which doesn't make any sense at all but we're just gonna go with it fuck it um and uh then they go on to it and like data and Worf are on it and they find a locked door and and Worf is about to use his phaser to open the locked door and data just forces the door open and then it's like oh, no need and then gives him like kind of a cocky grin and it's like yeah we know you're strong data good good job buddy you're strong Dave's oh strong. i didn't even think that was supposed to be a show of strength i thought that was just data fucking knowing that door handles exist because <laughs> Worf <laughs> like basically just walks into the door because like, like apparently there's Worf has way never encountered a door that wasn't automatic <laughs> <laughs> i walked into it and it didn't move i better shoot it uh that I like that better. Um, We're going with your thing. I also, I, good job, good job, Data, for being interested in checking out the fucking satellite because everybody, right? It, first, it's Riker. Data's like, hey, I want to share. Or Jordy first asks, hey, should we beam it aboard? Riker's like, no, it's just garbage. What does Starfleet have a fucking policy against picking up trash? Yeah, just let it fall into the sun what the fuck that's a historical item well yeah and like that should have some historical value you should definitely pick that thing up and put it in a cargo bay Riker sucks in this episode like he's so fucking passive about everything in this episode it's it's i don't know like he doesn't really have a good character established other than him being horny um right now so i can't say if it's really like a deviation from type but like he is incredibly fucking passive in this episode um and it's very annoying yeah he should be trying to fuck the housewife well yeah that but also he should be like the wall street guy should just throw him in a fucking cell right away um like yeah and but even like from the from Um, the very beginning when he's just like yeah just let it fucking fall into the sun who gives a shit it's like I'm just imagining like Riker yeah, being depressed and like listening to the cure in his cabin and like <laughs> <laughs> in his sad boy yeah, room. Yeah. Just going on the holodeck to <laughs> look at sunsets and Yeah. Um But it so he has this attitude and then when the captain shows up, he also mirrors this where everybody's like pissed at data for saving three people's yeah. lives. Like what 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 the fuck yeah like and like the captain's like well they were dead and it's like well they're not dead like they're alive now so which means they weren't really dead that's how that works like yeah dead is a permanent thing yeah it was just very very strange and like i understand why picard finds them annoying um sure but that's why i argue that Riker just should have especially the wall street guy that wanted to like dude fucking ship or whatever just throw that guy exactly. in a cell until you're du- done dealing with this incredibly t- tense I was situation. Sh- like, you yeah. have cells. Just be like, all right, look, motherfucker. Look, we will deal with this later. Right now, 
we are in a life and death like extremely scary scenario we don't need you walking around going onto the fucking bridge and shit yeah he and uh shut up he and the country singer guy are both having trouble processing the fact that they exist in a very different time and that the world that they uh belong to no longer exists um differently trouble the the Actually, the country, the country singer is doing pretty good with it. I, I think say. he is um, really repressing it. That was my read on him. Uh, it's certainly so. It's certainly written. I have a completely okay. different read on him, but we can get into um, that later. Yeah, tell um, me yours. So my read on him is, um, and and it really it really hints at this, or it kind of explicitly says it. Actually, it's not really subtext; it's just text. Um, that. He has lived a life where it's always chaos. He's never felt like normal. Um, that's why he has the drug and alcohol thing. Um, and mm-hmm. uh, yeah, he's just kind of like, yeah, this is just more bullshit. Like, that's just it's just always like this. Always a churn. It's always like this. And yeah, I think he rolls with the punches better than any of them because he's because he's never um adapted well to the circumstances that he's in um right which i you know i think is is kind of the artistic temperament and and uh yeah no i think i actually think he was a very well-written character for 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 being an annoying shitty (laughs) cliche spouting um shitty caricature in a b plot that took up 90% 90% of an episode where the A plot was vastly more interesting. Um, he was the best part of that. Yeah. <laughs> so um, there you go. Yeah. My read was just you, that your, your read is absolutely the text. That is absolutely what is, what is intended and portrayed. Um, I just cannot, uh, I, I can't get past the belief that this guy's gotta, there's gotta be a break. There's gotta be a point where you're just suddenly like, holy shit no literally everything that i've ever known is is dead and you know and the world doesn't exist anymore i just especially the part where he's like trying to put together a party and he's trying to get data to go chase ass with him it's like dude we're on a fucking spaceship okay you can have a fucking replicator martini if you want but we're not going to chase ass because we're on a spaceship yeah i don't know i i i had found him both credible and kind of charming and like pretty believe yeah pretty believable as a character i think i think that like and maybe partly because it's like i've been listening to i've been like binge listening to this podcast about like the memoirs of famous musicians um but that definitely Mm -hmm. is a type where it's just like yeah no it's just always chaos and like you just kind of get used to like just it's just always something weird happening like yeah i mean you're, you know. like i said that's definitely the way that it's written and presented um and i'm probably like over identifying with the yeah. the characters as well um but definitely not rolling with things is this fucking wall street guy <laughs> so and so the wall street guy holy shit the wall street guy has to be the inspiration for that that futurama episode um, which maybe has my yeah maybe has my favorite Futurama quote, uh, an immensely quotable show, but probably my favorite Futurama quote of all time. My only regret is having bonitis. Uh, yeah, 
Yeah, that's absolutely that's this this episode is why they wrote that episode of Futurama. Um yeah, agree. Um yeah, and it's just it's it it makes the episode that guy in particular makes the episode so fucking frustrating to watch. Absolutely. Because I'm just like I can't even I cannot get past uh, you know, I know we agreed to not dwell on plot holes and to try and make things and, and, and fucked, I guess to the show's credit, they do kind of try and make, uh, make a, an explanation for why this guy is able to use the communicator. Cause Picard shows up in their room and, uh, and fucking wall street guys like, well, why doesn't it require a special authorization if it's not supposed to be used by blah, blah, blah. And Picard's like, because people can fucking control themselves in the 24th century dickhead right because we have a better society we didn't build this ship with the intention of having passengers like you yeah we under we built this ship with the understanding that people were good and we have a culture that is good and so i had i had a lot of thoughts about this which i don't know how much we really want to get into but like like one of the tenets of like marxist leninism or as as most people know it communism um is that like if you provide for people long enough and this is i'm butchering this but like if you if you build a society where people are provided for and there isn't like a material struggle eventually like people will like the culture will respond to that material reality and people will just stop being shitty um, which is like basically what's posited here in a much less sophisticated way. And mm-hmm. I have a hard time getting there. Like I, I'd still, I have, a, I had a hard time when, when he like took the turbo lift to the bridge, I was like, why the fuck is there not a lock on the bridge door on a military ship? Yeah. Like, like some kind of like, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, basic basic shit because something um I mean even if we agree that uh that earth society, human society, starfleet society uh is in fact that good that they are that they can be trusted right. so that you can you could build things that way. This ship still has to play host to for example, the race of lizard people and the race of dog people that wanted to eat each other. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like the ship definitely even, needs to have security right. shit so that the lizard people right. and the dog people can't eat each other. Yeah. yeah. That guy, I mean, that guy was, was that guy was also like such a caricature. Yeah. I, I wanted to come up with a reason why that was there, but I just couldn't. Cause it was such, it was so bad. It was such fucking lazy writing. Um, just to make this person who is just, just, just asshole dialed up to 11. And that's the entire character. And we don't even get the fucking, like the satisfying moment as the viewers of getting to see him thrown in the fucking bridge, brig, which is what should have happened when he showed up on the goddamn bridge. Instead, he stands there and then he gets to be fucking right about his fucking assessment about the Romulans. Yeah. He doesn't get to come up and sit all sucked ass. Yeah, no, that sucked. It sucked. But also like, well, also, he gets to be right, but in a way that doesn't move the plot forward at all. Right. Because he's just like, uh, they don't know. They're bluffing. And then literally five seconds later, they're like, yeah, we don't know. We're bluffing. And it's like, why? Why? Again, it's it's kind of like the, the Lizard People episode where it's like, 
oh, there's an A and B plot and they have to intersect somehow. So we're just going to yeah have them do it, uh, but not in a way that helps either one of them. So, yeah, the only person who I think is having a, a normal reaction to their to their situation is uh, the woman because she's like devastated, which you kind of would be. Yeah, absolutely. Everybody, you know, is like dead. whether you expected right. it or not and whatever. Yeah. Yeah. The world, you know, is gone. Uh, kind of reminds me of how I feel right now, actually. <laughs> right. Yeah, no, the world is just the world is just fucking frozen and gone. Yeah. Um but uh and then Picard finally thinks to bring in the counselor. Why the fuck didn't you bring in the counselor? You just unfroze three people who have been frozen for 400 fucking years. The counselor should be the first person to talk to him after the doctor. Yeah, my note my note from that part of the the episode is uh I should probably call my therapist and try to set up some kind of <laughs> Zoom thing or something. <laughs> Oh, dude, my uh, therapist retired. Oh, yeah, that's right. Your therapist was re- yeah. retired right before this, which, honestly, swish. Um, <laughs> it'll leave on a fucking high note. Yeah, good thing all of my problems are fixed. Um, oh, what, my fa- one of my favorite lines of all of the douchebag things that uh, fucking Wall Street guy says it's like when they're first talking to him after they've yeah. all gotten unfrozen and he's like, oh, yeah, there was a bunch of these cryonic. Some of these cryonics companies had brownouts and uh, their stocks became extremely depressed. <laughs> you fucking dildo. Yeah, my man's talking about stocks. <laughs> you fucking dork. You fucking nerd. You can't you can't relate to the world in any vocabulary other than fucking stocks. You fucking nerd yeah no i'm like i don't know it's somehow these that's how some of these guys end up i think i don't know i don't i don't i don't hang out with anybody like that but like i don't know i've I've definitely like had like my more like lib friends be like oh, i wonder what this is gonna do to the stock market like when something bad happens and it's like come on man um yeah so yeah. i didn't i don't have a ton of notes um because i was mostly just fucking mad at fucking stonks guy for not shutting the fuck up and mad at everybody for not shutting him the fuck up. Yeah. So I have a few like kind of different notes. Um, I, for whatever reason, I wasn't really trying to, but I kind of went in a different direction on this episode, maybe because I haven't really talked to or touched or been around another human being for a while. Um, I'm having some, some cool thoughts. Um, it's totally super good. So good kind. Right. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, I mean, I think my brain's getting more and more powerful in isolation, I think. Um, so one of the things early on when, when uh, the doctor is talking about uh, cryogenics or whatever, she talks about the fear of death being its very, like, 20th century phenomenon. Like, Yeah, I noted that too. Yeah, and it's like, no, you guys still fear dying now. That's yeah. why you have shields on your spaceship and a doctor, for instance. Yeah. Um, you just you've just managed the fear into an industry, like doctors. Um, yeah. That, of all the things yeah. that exist in the 20th century that need to go away, the fear of death is not one of them. No. Like fear is, fear is a good thing when it informs you to do better stuff. Yeah. Like 
having doctors. I'm going to go ahead and say that any mortal thing should have some form of fear of death. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Uh, when the when the chick wakes up and she sees Worf, she immediately faints, which is seems rude to me. Because <laughs> it's like, <laughs> come on, that might just be a guy with like some kind of crazy congenital problems. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that, like he could be human for all you know. Like I, you don't fucking know. I mean, I've I've worked in grocery stores, which means I've seen a huge broad swath of the public, and like I've seen people with some pretty interesting stuff going on um and it never fainted you know <laughs> there was a guy who used to hang out at one of my accounts who had and i've seen pictures i don't know what it's called but it's literally like caved in forehead yeah oh i know, I know that guy yeah i think there's i mean it's there's multiple people who have it because i've seen yeah it's caved in forehead disorder yeah is what it's c-i-f-h-d yeah. <laughs> raising awareness about c-i-f-h-d we're going to start selling bracelets through our Patreon. But, but back to what you were saying, I, I, the, that was part of what I what bothers me about about the fact that they didn't bring uh, Troy in until later, too. Because, again, for fuck's sake, these people have been frozen for 400 years. The counselor should be right. the first you... person to talk to them. Yeah, there's sort of like an almost like an arrogance to like, their whole thing about the 20th century of uh, being this incredibly backward time where there's like, cause they're like, Oh yeah, people were afraid of death back then. And it's like, bitch, do you want to die right now? No. Okay. You're afraid of death too. Fucking shut up. Um, and then, yeah, also like, Oh, I can't believe they're like rattled by suddenly being 400 years into the future. Like, like, what do you think is, I don't know. Yeah, it's just an incredible lack of empathy for for the past. Um, yeah, it's very strange. Which, I mean, there's a lot of things that we do now that, like you said, there's a lot of things we do now that need to go away. Being afraid of death, I don't think is one of them. Yeah, being um, afraid of death and being weirded out yeah. when you wake up 400 years in either direction outside of your own timeline. Those should those things should both remain normal. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Either Those way, are it's both that's reactions that should be normal. Agree, hard agree. Um, another thing that I think is really important that I hope they stick to is that it's sort of softly established in this episode that Data can just look stuff up. Like Data has Wi-Fi now. Did you notice that? It's always been this thing. It's and it's been weird because Data is basically treated like Google. Um, uh, that that data for some reason right. holds information like I don't know why they're going through data whether it's information that data holds that the ship doesn't have or that like the data is accessing it from the ship but why data has to be involved is very dehumanizing I think to data to just use him as a fucking search engine yeah yeah no it, yeah there is there is a moment where yeah he gets used as a search engine but there's also another moment where somebody says some kind of slang that he doesn't get but then he just looks it up himself yeah do you remember that yeah that contrasts with yeah yeah sonny said hooey, hooey. he said hooey yeah yeah, and then Data like looks it up and like gives the definition. Yeah, and we haven't had a Data doesn't know anything for uh, quite a while, so I guess he's had a software update, so that now instead of just being like, yeah, or they or they just put a, like a, they put a Wi-Fi antenna in his 
beer or whatever. Uh, yeah, I did notice that, and it's definitely uh, it definitely yeah. contrasts to what we noticed a bunch early on in the season with data having trouble with very simple colloquialisms. Yeah, so I'm I'm hoping they stick to that because the like the data can't do colloquialisms thing. Like I get the bit they were going for with that, but it's really worn out. Like, please just stop doing that. Um. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else? Um, Riker is detestable in this episode to me. Yeah, he sucks a dick. Like he's so. I mean, we talked about this a little, little bit up top, but he's so fucking passive about everything. Like the, the, the stonk guy, um, is like bullying him and being like, I need to fucking call my lawyer. I need to talk to my, the Swiss bank, blah, blah, blah. Which is like, I don't know if like for hardcore capitalist, yeah, you would believe that capitalism had gone on forever and that you'd probably made a whole bunch of money by being fucking asleep for 400 years. So yeah cool great um and Riker's just kind of like I don't know how to deal with this I'm just gonna fucking be like oh we'll we'll talk later man don't worry about it I'm just gonna take off and then the guy starts like pushing him around and he's just like like just you're you're in such a yeah like I'm not one to be like oh just throw people in cells obviously but like you're in an incredibly dangerous situation just put him in a fucking like lock him in a room for a while you know like <laughs> be like hey man yeah. like we'll talk in a minute yeah we got problems. yeah i had no trouble believing that jq stonkmeyer uh would act the way that he acted i had trouble believing everybody else around him not just like grabbing him by the shirt and slapping him in the in him in the face and being like listen I understand where you think you are. I understand that you think that you're a powerful and important person, but you're fucking not. You're not an important guy. You don't have a whole bunch of money. Nothing that you expected to happen when you woke up from this fucking experiment is going to happen the way that you expected it to happen. Now sit the fuck down and shut the fuck up because we may be about to go to go to fucking battle with the goddamn Romulans. We lagged out there for a second, but we're back on track. Anyway, yeah, somebody should have slapped that guy in the fucking mouth. So my last note was just that they make a big deal about how long it's going to take them uh, to get back. And Captain is kind of kind of shitty and smug about it, where he's like, it'll give him time to adjust, um, which I feel like is really just aimed at uh, J.Q. Stonkmeyer. But... Yeah, the other two are like nice people. <laughs> yeah, they're they're nice people having uh you know, they're they're getting through this very insane thing that they're all dealing with uh in a way that I think is at least acceptable within the bounds of acceptability. Um they but, didn't put anybody's lives in danger with the way they were dealing with it. So They were on Earth last week when they fought the brain worms. Sure. Like that's but, but they but they also have to go deal with whatever the fuck is going on in the the neutral zone. So yeah, they just I'm nitpicking on a on a general inconsistency in the show, and it's always just that you know the distances within space are larger or smaller yeah. based whatever on whatever the plot requires. Exactly. Yeah. That's all I have to say about that. 
Yeah, I mean, it's not... Compared to how Star Wars handles it, it's not very... It's not that dumb. Um, yeah. Especially that way to Star Wars. Good God. I almost forgot to tell you this other part about Star Trek Discovery. They're... They have a jump drive that can travel instantaneously anywhere in the known universe uh, because there are space mushrooms. Okay. So it's 10 years before the original series starts. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's basically the, the premise. And they have the holy grail of transportation technology. Uh huh. And then, uh huh. Dot dot dot, and then they don't. Yeah, the show the show isn't over, so there's not really an an explanation that I've at least not that I've gotten to. I don't know how much more of the show I'll watch, um, but there has not been an explanation of why that technology suddenly doesn't exist ten years later. Um, but yeah, it's based on the premise that there is a a network of fung space fungus. Okay. And you can travel that network. Okay. Yeah, it's it's exhausting to think about. Um I think we've had enough technical issues to call this episode just uh so that we don't he- keep having to Yeah. This is going to be a nightmare for you to edit. I'm sorry. Uh it it'll uh, probably be fine. Um yeah, fine. probably your period. Thank you for joining us again, listeners. Get at us on social media. Rate and review us on iTunes. Uh, yeah, let's let's have some engagement in these. these get on the Facebooks. We're living through. Check out our brand new Facebooks page. All right. Uh, I guess that's it. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, listeners. Join us next week for. Oh shit! We never we never mentioned this. This is the end of season one. Uh, oh yeah, season it is. one is over. Which I guess means this is the end of season one of this podcast too. So it is, join and us I, next week for season two. Well, we could jump right into season two, or we could uh, we could throw like alternate content out for a week or two just as a break. Yeah, that's. Join us true. next week for something.